Well, how's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here, Joe Marino. So wonderful to to see you all and for you to do the same. Uh, as uh, Obviously, we've evolved a little bit, been away for a little while, uh, and um, it, it's not because we're like planning on streaming or anything or, or recording um, video. It's just how it worked out. You know, we're busy. And uh, now we're back, but we've leveled up, if you will. And um, we're here recording ourselves. Also going to be on YouTube, the uh, Cautiously Optimistic Pod YouTube. I do got to get the 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 name of the channel right before we start uh, putting it out there. We'll get it out there. We'll plug it. But anyhow, uh, Joe, how have you been? I'm good. Uh, we I almost did a solo pod because... You were busy with work and stuff, but then I was busy as well. So here we are. And this came together pretty quickly. Uh, recording video now. And next podcast will probably be live streaming, which yeah. we are capable of now. So That's mainstream right. on Twitter, probably YouTube. I don't know what you other can have, So we can have multiple destinations at once. Mm, okay. uh, I do want to say, I mean, this is a big step forward for us because like, you're right. This came so out of nowhere. We didn't even tease it or anything because it was just like yesterday we were talking. I don't even know what brought it up. Um, I think I might I might text you like a week ago saying, hey, let's do StreamYard or some kind of equivalent, uh, which is like a it's a broadcasting thing that you pay monthly for. And spontaneously, we, we did this today. I yeah. don't know because because we were talking. We said, hey, let's record tomorrow. And you said, want to do video and it spiraled from there. So gone to look into it. And here we are now. So it might be a big, big shock. Um, we're still going to treat it. We're going to try and treat it more as an audio thing. First, of course, this is just a, this is just a supplement. I imagine we're not going to have a lot of viewers on the video at first, just because it's going to be on a channel with no subscribers. And right. we just started yesterday. And plus our whole listener base is audio. So um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I asked this, but how have you been? What have you been up to? Yeah, nothing much. Been, been working. Uh, yep. that's, that's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy, but starting to run again, but oh, good. Yeah. Weather's been okay. Not stepping on any, uh, cracks in the pavement. I hope. No, not anymore. <laughs> I hope the new apartment is clear of any, uh, ha concrete hazards. Yes. It's, it's pretty, pretty okay. Good. Not too far from where I, uh, slipped and fell over the, six inches of raised sidewalk uh, yes. from a few years ago but yes all well, good. the time in between this show and our last show the sabers season ended we left off it was going into the florida game yes and we both predicted a win and they lost and if yeah. they won that game they would have made the playoffs so <laughs> so it could be the sabers that are down two one in the series right now to the bruins but yeah alas it is the uh florida panthers you can't convince me the Sabres wouldn't have given a better fight than the Panthers. I know it's only three games into the series, but like the Sabres would, this would be a real series. I think the so. Ones. They, they were determined to make it, mm -hmm. man. That's, it was just so sad to mm -hmm. see how it ended and how close they were. Yep. And we've been saying it all year, folks. If you've been listening all season long, beginning of the season when they were on that eight game losing streak mm -hmm. we were saying 
You got to win. Every yeah. game matters. Game one matters just as much as game 82 matters. And it showed up right at the end because they were a point back of the Panthers. And they could very well be in that playoff series against the Bruins, but they're going to learn from it. And hopefully they make the moves necessary to be there next year. But at this point, playoffs are an expectation for next year. You would, you would have to think you, you can't yeah. improve and not make it. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless the though. baseline oh, yeah. is like a hundred and something points to make it next year. Mm-hmm. They had 91 points. That's, I think everyone the, would have signed up for that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the the best since I think 05, 06, 06, 07, right? At least that was the most. Yeah, well, they won the division in 2010. I would hope that they had more points. Oh, than... yeah, you're right. That was 100 points, yeah. Yeah. So they had at least 100 points. Uh, so, yeah, there was some kind of wild graphic, though, where this they this this team won the most or the third place in away game wins mm-hmm. um, right behind 0506 and 0607. So good company to be in very good company to be in. And um, I, I was thinking yesterday, I think that eight game losing streak might be a, a pivotal turning point for this. Yeah. Franchise. Like that. You look back at that. And I mean, we say it every show now, but I still don't think it's been emphasized enough, like on a wider scale, how important that was. Uh, and just realizing, you know, maybe something will click with these guys where you can't go losing back-to-back games like that or three games in a row like that. Um, so uh, we can hope that that translates and that maybe um, they'll realize. The, the funny thing is they probably could have won half of those games. They they were for a lot of those games they were the better team, mm-hmm. and I think I feel like the the Tampa games there might have been a Tampa game or two that like they just choked away during that eight game losing streak and you know it's hard to dwell on the past but when they were that close and they just fell short by a win basically mm-hmm. it's it's hard it's it's really hard uh, I'm kind of glad that we waited a little bit to record this podcast because I think I was very angry and it yes. probably would have come across in a very negative way. So like, yeah, it sucks that they finished this far out, but not this far out. That's so close to making it. I should say we've had time to reflect and time to grieve. Yes. The grieving is over. Now we look right. forward. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess we can transition into locker clean out. We're not going to talk about the, the final couple games. We had some nice wins. Uh, we both wanted to head over to Columbus to watch them clinch. But alas, that was not able to happen, unfortunately. And if they did have one more win and uh, they would have made it, <laughs> we would have been able to watch it live. It was a nice, nice couple wins at the end of the season to close out they, they did finish very strong uh it's amazing that they lost 10 of their meaningful games in march and they were in it until game 80 yeah yeah i and you know what was so cool was to see that season ticket holders got the email 
about yeah. reserving your playoff tickets. That was just, I don't know. It, it's just something like when we started doing this show, we would only like dream of that. Mm-hmm. Would, like that would be so cool to 17 year old us. And it still is cool just because uh, we were that close. And it, the fact that said your Sabres are, are still in the hunt with less than a week to go in the season. So um, that in, in, you know, in itself is, is, a, is a feat uh, for this team. It might sound pathetic to other fan bases, but the last 12 years have been pathetic here. So yeah, uh, even marginal success is, uh, is a success. You know, they're a force to be reckoned with now. I think I, I, I listen to a lot of hockey podcasts, not just Sabres podcasts. And whenever they're talking about the Sabres, like they have commanded respect mm-hmm. around North America. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to one podcast yesterday and a listener question came in and about the Sabres and you think they're going to win a round next year. The fact that that's even a question, they're like, oh, I don't know about winning a round, but that's skipping a few steps. They'll definitely Jeez. make it. So, and I, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for them to make it next year. Like they still got to play well, put in the effort and make steps to improve, but right. they have the groundwork to be a playoff team. They were that close. So and they should make it. To, you, you're still going to have to stave off Ottawa and Detroit, probably Pittsburgh. They'll be in the hunt again. You got to remember I mean, teams are still going to try and improve. Right. I mean, and plus there's those teams that just come out of nowhere every year and right. um, surprise you. So it's it's nowhere. It's not necessarily guaranteed, though. I would bet I'd bet good money that they do make the playoffs next year just because it's they're they're a real hockey team. Finally. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to fast forward too much, but I, I do just want to acknowledge this. I didn't get to see. How about that? Check that out on the screen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to check out Kevin Adams' um, press conference at the end, uh, uh, last or was it? Yeah, it was last Wednesday or Granado. Unfortunately, uh, I was just caught up doing stuff, but I did see the quote from Don Granado that there's there's continuity here now, and like right. the question that was asked of him, I, I uh, remind me, it uh, just can't think of it in the moment, but it was some, it was something about, is it playoff or bust? Someone asked him, is it playoff or bust next year? And it seems like a blowing smoke up your ass answer, but coming from him, you could tell it wasn't, you could tell that he really believes in the program that they have going. And he said that there's, there's, what was the word you would use? Was he consistency or continuity or stability? It might've been, I think he um, said stability. I, I I watched Adams presser twice. I only watched Granados once while I was working. But but he, um, he was so convinced, right? He yeah. had the, the the conviction in his voice where it's true. Like there's been no semblance of of stability or continuity here. Like around this time, like this is usually the time where GM is getting fired after right. three years. Over the yeah. last 10 years for his team. Like, this is around the time we're going to be hearing about a new GM coming into play. Or a new coach. Right, right. And and finally, I, I think this is we're realizing what we were missing out on is uh, letting guys um, complete the process that they started. Yeah, and when 
we we would always talk about continuity. Having continuity for the sake of having continuity is not good. But good continuity like they have now, it's it's a good thing, if that makes any sense. Having good continuity is good. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but they finally have it. They finally have a system. They have players who want to be here. They have great young players, guys who are locked in. They want to be here long-term, people who have already committed long-term, and they're the, already the youngest team in the league, and that's with a 41-year-old as their starting goaltender for most of the season. So they're probably still going to be the youngest team in the league next year. And we'll see how it goes. I would bet, like you, I would bet money that they make the playoffs next year, but Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen. Maybe they don't make any significant moves and they just kind of run it back, which I would put money on that. They have a roster that is probably about 95% similar to what they had this year. And, you know, this roster did come pretty close, but you got to take into account guys are going to develop They'll probably make a move or two. Hopefully they address goaltending and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact that obviously I think it is playoffs or bust, but if they don't make it, I don't think they're going to fire everyone. Right. Right. So, I like, think that's what he means. Yeah. Uh, by that is that there's, there's no such thing as that now because there's a clear they, uh, plan in place. They're, they're, they're taking their time this time yeah. and making sure all goes right. And I think what he said was we ha- we're set up to win for the next yeah. five plus years. Like if they don't make it next year, though, it's not the end of the world. Unless what if you look back to fifteen sixteen, the the last time that they, they didn't they didn't have this much growth that we saw this season, but they had growth. They were the worst team in the history of the NHL or whatever. It, it's hard then, not to grow. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. With the season, and then they the had, tank. what, 81 points. 81 points. Yeah. And I think the sentiment was, okay, we're going for it. They we're going to sign Kyle Oposo. We, we're going to trade for Jimmy VC and mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. We're going for it. And then they take a step back. So yeah. you can't really, you can't take a step back. Like, you don't, I think Granado said this, you, you don't know what it the league will look like. It could be like last year where you need a hundred points to get in and maybe they'll just come up short of that. But yeah, it's another year where you need 93 points to make the playoffs. I think they should make it, but you, you just never know. And yeah, I don't want to make said... excuses, but I, I personally think you, they have to make it next year. Like that's the trajectory they're on. You came that close. You have to make it, but I don't think, they got to fire everyone if if they if they finish with like 93 points next year i don't think you're firing everyone if they finish with 70 points next year that's a conversation that needs to happen but i, I still I don't think, think that's going to happen yeah, yeah i still don't think anyone's getting fired if uh, that happens i uh, um just because like there's there's clearly this is the regime right i i think yes Terry Pagula, the, the family whatever put their foot down and said these are our own people. Screw it. We're not. We're not gambling anymore with people from the outside. These guys are are handling it. Place gonna burn or uh, survive with them. So, uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. He said, like, I'm not gonna come up here and talk about some magical number that's gonna get us in or not get us in. 
you said the, the league uh, changed every year, and it's true. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know he's not lying to you. I mean, well, obviously, yeah, he's not lying and he's telling the truth, but uh, but like, no, he was he was being truthful, he's yeah, being honest and speaking from the heart. And I think that's why everyone loves him. How can you not love him? He's a great coach, he is. He, he's it. I think about this all the time that Ralph Kruger had this guy on his coaching staff. It's amazing yeah. to think about. It's mm-hmm. it truly is just wild that this guy was here the whole time and somehow he wasn't fired along with Kruger. That's movie material. Make a movie about <laughs> this wizard who's on a staff with a complete imbecile who's full of himself and then takes the reins and turns the team around. That's yeah. a Disney that's a Disney movie. Right. <laughs> We're talking like they won the Stanley Cup. It's a, net, it's a but, Netflix series. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ted Lasso. Yeah, I I've been watching Ted Lasso. I haven't seen and it. And I get, oh my god, please. Yeah. I know. What you? Got, I'm a movie guy. It. I'm not. Unless you gotta watch like, it. I know. You gotta. I. I think I there's three seasons. I think they're like midway through the third season right now. I think it's the last season. But what's not Apple? Get, it's on Apple, but I think you can get like a three month trial right now. But yeah, I think I can get if it you're listening and you haven't watched it yet. Watch Ted Lasso, even if you don't like soccer. <laughs> my God, just watch it, especially yeah. if you're a Sabres fan, because you get similar vibes mm-hmm. like the team was in shambles. I don't want to like give spoilers or anything for if you're going to watch, but. Well, it's the ultimate feel-good story, I think. Yeah, it's it's a feel-good story. The team is in shambles. Owner, the new ownership, kind of. I guess you could say they fired the coach, and there's drama. But Ted Lasso comes in and establishes a culture. Yeah, and it's kind of what happens with Kevin Adams and Don Granado. Mm-hmm. So definitely recommend watching it. But yeah, yeah, similar vibes. They they've got the culture now. The, yeah. The foundation is there for long-term sustainable success. And that is what uh, Adams said from the get-go when he first took over here, whenever they mm-hmm. decided it was time to gut the old core and try and build something here. I still remember being in the Tops parking lot when he was doing his introductory uh, press conference and everyone was freaking out over it saying, who is this guy? Yeah, I he's a Nepo baby. I can't believe it worked out. Mm-hmm. I really can't because he he was with the Harbor Center when they, yeah. they hired him. They didn't even do a search. I think I woke up one morning because this was like this was like in the thick of COVID. Mm-hmm. Kim Pagula. Who, uh, hope, hope, hope she's doing well, but like a month a month before, she was like, "Oh no, Jason's our guy." Right. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and oh, they fired him. And I'm like, "Oh, let's go." And then I think in the same press release, it was, "Oh, Kevin Adams is going to be the replacement, not in an interim basis. He's just the GM." And I'm like, "What are they doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it worked. My God, it worked. And and I want to preface this. But he's not a perfect GM, but he really turned this around. Yeah. Like they, it's hard to think that only a couple years ago, 
Ralph Kruger was the GM. Taylor Hall had just signed and Jack Eichel broke his neck. Like (laughs) this moved pretty quickly. And now they're on the cusp of making the playoffs. So, yeah. Man, I don't know. Great to see. I don't know how you feel. Obviously, these the last six summers off seasons have been a drag just because you knew it wasn't going to be good the next season or at the very least it was uncertainty, but I have nothing but optimism and almost feel like it's going to go really quick this off. Season. Yeah. And you think about that. I'm sure the guys are going to be working out with each other in the off season, getting ice time with each other, whatever hockey players do in the off season that are on the same team. I'm sure they're going to do it. Um, but I, I don't get that feeling like it's going to be a very long off season. I think the, yeah. the optimism is is going to drive us. I think Cousins is still in town. I think the Bandits game yesterday. I saw a tweet that him and Bryson were in a box yeah. together, and they're pretty good friends, I guess. Cousins and Bryson. Mm-hmm. I was listening to. I was watching the, the Sabers YouTube account put out all of the locker cleanout videos, and someone asked Cousins, "Is it hard to get ice?" to mm-hmm. train in the off season. Cause he lives in the North pole basically. Yeah. If you yeah. watch, uh, <laughs> now <laughs> in the Yukon, if you watch Jeff Skinner's, uh, between two stalls show, I have not watched an episode of that yet. What? No. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You got to watch it. I know. Just watch them all right I will. after this. I will. You have to, I will. <laughs> I will. but yeah, I, I won't spoil it for you, but Skinner, told cousins that he lives in the north pole santa claus neighbor yada yada but anyways he said that he'll probably spend a lot of the summer in london ontario with jacob bryson because he can get ice there so mm-hmm. they're, they're good friends uh say what you want about bryson but i would i would put money on it that he'll be back again <laughs> next year uh i don't know in what capacity but i think he's back uh i just can't see them trading uh casey middlestat's roommate and dylan cousin's best friend i just can't see yeah, it yeah yeah so that that's just the kind of culture that they have and i i wouldn't say i agree with it but i bet bryson's back uh I'm gonna yeah, i thought back. that was interesting yeah i'm gonna have to go back and watch all those um press conferences and interviews there's and stuff there's a lot of them but it's really good stuff and it's definitely a breath of fresh air like if yeah. you took the time to watch from a few years ago. Remember, I remember we, we were at Medai mm-hmm. recording after that locker clean out when the writing was on the wall that Eichel, Reiner, yeah. and were all getting traded. But then there was also Adams like, like reference this. Uh, the When he was having his exit interviews with the young core, the guys who are here now, Thompson, Middlestat, uh, Cousins, Darlene, he was energized by it. he says it all the time and yeah like he, energized yeah that is that, yeah that, that is an adams ism mm-hmm. so <laughs> it was it was nice to see that for the most part every single guy that talked at locker clean out was extremely positive even the guys who you could like watching olafson at locker clean out felt like a funeral yeah same thing with luke and him 
those two, I, I think they probably won't be back, but we'll see. Adams and Granado were very complimentary of Uko Pekalukinen, So Didn't Granado say he has a damn bright future as a saver? Yes, he yeah. did. And Adams kind of echoed that sentiment. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they roll with that, but with Levi and Lukanen next year, they, they both seemed pretty comfortable with it. Uh, We'll see what happens, but I think you're playing a dangerous game if you're going with two young goalies as your tandem next year. But I think personally, I think everyone would agree they should try and do something because Lukanen he he's no longer waivers exempt. They can't just waive him mm-hmm. because I think at his age, his size, I think that is a factor, mm-hmm. and uh, and his cap hit. That's what I was searching for there. Someone would yeah. definitely claim him. Jonas Johansson gets claimed three times a year. Someone is going to claim Luke and him. Uh, Comrie, on the other hand, if they wave him, I think he passes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see goalies making almost $2 million who missed basically the entire season the year before with injury. Yeah. And when he was playing, wasn't too great, uh, get claimed. So... Goaltending yeah. is going to be very interesting going forward here, especially for next season, but they got to do something. Another reason I'm happy we, we waited to do this show is uh, these last few weeks. Now, the idea of a Levi and Lukanen tandem next year has kind of settled in my head. I think that's what's going to be. Yeah, I, I would. I think it's more likely than not that that's what we see. Yeah, I'd love Simeon Varlamov, yeah. but I or don't think Ranta, Frederick Anderson. Yeah. yeah, there's some good options out there, but yeah, it's tempting. Scared. But I'm yeah. I'm more comfortable today with mm-hmm. Levi Lukanen than before Levi signed, because I didn't think Levi was going to come in here and show how capable he was of being a starter. So. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with Levi. If Lukanen's your backup, I don't know. It, I'm I'm not scared to death of it like I would have been a couple months ago. What I'm trying to say, but I think yeah, Lukanen he shows flashes though. He it, maybe he, does. he can be an okay backup, but if you're relying on him to be your starter, which they did for the most part this season, you're not in great shape. But the thing is, are, can you rely on Devin Levi to be starting 55 games next year, 60 games, whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They, I guess while we're on the topic of goaltenders, do they go with the three goaltenders again next year? Do they I wave just... Comrie and sign Aranta, for, per se, and then you go with Lucan and Ranta or another guy and Levi? I, I wouldn't rule that out. They're not afraid of it, but mm-hmm. if they're not ready to move on from Lukanen just yet, because the coach seems like he has a pretty bright future here, and I think Adams would tend to agree with him. Yeah, so. and it, it it has worked. I mean, the Hurricanes have gotten where they are with three goalies pretty much all year. Yeah. So... uh it could work bringing in, a, especially bringing in a better veteran than than Anderson. Even though I I, I love Craig Anderson, 
uh, but bring it in. A, it's a shame that Anderson isn't like 35. Yeah. I think if, if they had like Ottawa Craig Anderson from six years ago <laughs> to play with Levi, I think you're in phenomenal shape. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's like, it's so funny. I saw the clip of um, Pittsburgh's game seven overtime goal against Ottawa in the conference final a few years ago. And I was just thinking like that guy was our goalie this year mm-hmm. and he's hunched over like this and he feels so bad for him, but uh, it's just cool way to go out too for him. But that's just a little, uh little sidebar yeah. thing, but with the no- win against his former team where he really made a name for himself, mm-hmm. it, it was nice to see him go out like that and yeah. very strong reception from the fans and he he didn't waste any time pre post game, uh, scrum with the media. He's uh, yeah, this is it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he. Uh, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for turning this team around because like he was their dad. Greg yeah. Anderson was their dad. That group and they all have a lot of respect for him. And it looked like he was gonna retire, and he said, "No, I'm not going out like that. I'm gonna go." Oh, one more winning Buffalo. season. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had. He was, I mean, he was awesome for them. And then, he was a nine oh eight save percentage in twenty six games at forty one years old. He was good. It's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Capped off a very good NHL um, career. But uh, yeah, you bringing up the thing about Lukanen and waivers. Uh, yeah. He's here. Or he's getting traded. Yeah, but no in between. I think he'll be here. So that also now, again, that you bring that up makes me think that they go three goalies again. Yeah. uh, If they do go three goalies, I just can't see them doing who they have now. If you're doing three, you're doing the two young guys and you're bringing someone else in. I think. Yeah. Like, what are you doing if you're having like if you're bringing in Comrie to be a third goalie? I just think that's Mm -hmm. you're, you're playing a dangerous game, but. Levi, he was good. Devin Levi was really good. Uh, he was fantastic. So, yes. for the most part, that Detroit game, he, he wasn't that great. But uh, well, I, uh, they still won. Yeah. Yeah, right. Excuse me, uh, viewers, while I reach down to plug in my laptop here. But, um, listen, that Detroit game, it was whatever. If I recall, there were some oddball ones that maybe... You can excuse Yeah, you can excuse him having a uh, a hard time with it. But oh well, I'm an idiot. Look, this is my extension cord. I tried putting it in like that. Mm. Like <laughs> opposite way. Dumbo. There we go. Okay. We're good. Uh but yeah. What else? What else do we have? Um, okay, the goalies, I think. Next part, Gergensen's and Oposo. Let's talk mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you can put the banner up on the screen. Their stats or not. You didn't really. Oh yeah, this. let me. Uh, let me yeah, bring bring their bring them. their stats up. But I just need. I a think, uh, like I said before, I watched all of the the players talk, and every single one of them, if they were asked about Gergensen's and Oposo, they all said, "I want him back." And I think even Gergensen's and Oposo want to be back. Uh, I'd be shocked if I'd be stunned if both 
both of them weren't back. Poso said he hasn't decided if he's coming back or not yet, but I would bet he's back for at least one more year, and I bet Gergensen's gets a two- or a three-year deal to stay. And Adam said it has to be right for both sides if for extensions. But yeah, you just put Oposo stats up on the screen. 11 goals, 17 assists. It's not bad. Getting Gergensen saying, I want to try something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, Oposo's lost a step, but he'll be 35 next season. He's, I think he just turned 35. And so. he doesn't have to be in the lineup every night. Yeah, he's he's 35 years people... old. He's the captain. He doesn't have to be in the lineup every night. He could be yeah. like Anderson where he's in a rotational role. Or also, he's pretty close to playing a 1,000 games. Like I can't imagine that he's going to call it quits right before getting that silver stick in a yeah in a pregame ceremony. There's no way he's coming back, folks. Like if there was any doubt, he would have had a beautiful send off like Anderson did against yeah. Ottawa. So he's coming back. They're not going to tell him go hit the road and go play for the Minnesota Wild or go back to the Islanders. It's not happening. Like right. if you pay attention and watch how this regime handles their players. They're not going to say, okay, don't let the door hit you on the way out. We're done with you. It's not happening. They're both coming back. Uh, Same thing with Gergens. I don't know why Zemgis has become a scapegoat for everyone, but as you can see, if you're watching YouTube or, yeah, on on YouTube, uh, 10 goals. The guy scores 10 goals every year. Yeah. What do you, if your gripe with him is offense, what more do you want from a fourth line depth guy than 10 goals? Yeah. And come on. He, he's the yeah, best you defensive know, forward on the team. They're going to keep him around. He wants to be here. He's been here for 10 years, 11 years. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. I, I think they're both coming back. He's and, only, what, 29? Yeah. yeah. Someone asked him. His, if he's thinking uh, of retirement, if, are you thinking about retirement? <laughs> he's like, what? I'm 29. I, I thought yeah. that was hilarious, but I think uh, Gergensen's is going to be a lifer. He, I don't think he's going anywhere. And right, Walt at uh, Sabermetrics pointed this out the other day. Uh, do you remember when Zemgis Gergensen's missed the entire season? Yeah, shortened COVID season. Yeah, yeah, they were last place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. think. Yeah, he he. He makes an impact mm-hmm. in the locker room and on the ice. And you can see it in his effort too. And I know he's been here through it all, but for him to be a scapegoat, I just think it's I, I kind of ridiculous. Like, it's very overblown for a guy, these guys, for a guy in his role, what are you going to get to replace him? Right, you know like, I mean? like, if, like you if Gergensen was on another team, I think everyone, Chad D. Diminicis and Anthony Chandra would be putting out articles about when when they're doing their off-season previews and who to sign. That would be the guy that everyone wants. He's, mm-hmm. he's not old. He's 29, and he is a good defensive player. He can kill penalties, and my God, he scores 10 goals a year. I, he, I think that he he's coming you- back. He gives you exactly what you'd be looking for if you got rid of him. Right. He's just, he's a really good fourth line guy that could step onto the third line. And he's just, he, he's a really good bomb six player. Play center. Yeah. 
He yeah, he's versatile. Um, That's what I mean. Really like too. They like guys who are versatile. Yeah, yeah, and and like that that fourth line for a year for a couple years now, three years maybe now, has been lauded as like a great defensive line. Him and Opozo and whoever yeah. you put them with Larson, Asplund, Larson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you could plug anybody in with them, and they'll play well. Jack Quinn played with them. Yeah. So I think that too. That too. Uh, just with the young guys, Krebs. Perhaps, they put Krebs with them, and they, with, yeah, they really and fixed them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think I think I saw from just in summaries of Adam's comments that maybe Kulik isn't here next year. I but, yeah. I got uh, a gauge on that too. I don't think Kulik is in Buffalo yeah. next year. He but he said being, if he if he earns a spot, they'll make room for him, but. If he he still has some development to do, remember yeah. he's very young. He's only 18, 19 years old right now. I yeah. don't think it's gonna, gonna kill him to have another solid year in Rochester, and then they make the room for him. A year Point from being now. though, say you have a young guy in the system that somehow makes a team next year, it, that's a right. good insulating line to put them on to settle them yeah. in. Put them with two. Uh, uh, steady pros. I just think the pros far outweigh the the cons, and um, especially now that you don't have that 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 con like the contract, if that was even still an issue looming over Opozo. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's a no brainer to bring him back. You're not going to get rid of your captain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and. Those guys turned around the room too, and the culture from a leadership standpoint. Like Eichel, Reinhardt, Risto, they're all gone, and they turned the room over to, to these guys. Yeah, I just can't. I know they have guys in that room who could probably take over that leadership role in a good way, but I don't think it's happening yet. I just don't see it. And they they do have good leaders in that room, but they're still young. You got to remember. Darlene's 22, 23 years old, however old he is right now. Uh, they got to experience a little bit more. Cousins is still 22 years old, 21. Like, Tuck, a lot of people want him to be the next captain. I think it's going to be Darlene, but I would I would put money on it. I mean, we said this a lot this episode, but I bet Oposo's back for one year, and I think that Gergensen's gets like three Maybe five. Like I don't know. I can just see them signing Gergensons to some bonkers five-year deal for like five a million years, bucks, two million per. Some yeah, something yeah. like that. I I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I think if I love it, I happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in the beginning of the year when Asplund was, I mean, he had a great year last year. Rasmus Asplund. I thought that okay, that's going to be your Gergensons replacement, but yeah, he's gone. I don't really see anyone right now that uh, would be in the running to replace him. I think I, I know Lucas Rusek has done at what very well in his time here, but I just can't see them kicking a guy who's been a good soldier here and loves Buffalo and basically everything they need to improve defensively in their penalty kill. To yeah. play Lucas Rusek. And like, like we mentioned, Oposo, I don't think maybe he is an everyday player, but he doesn't have to be. And he probably knows it at this point. Get to yeah. a thousand games, get in the playoffs, but he's more valuable in the room, Kyle Oposo. Everyone yeah. loves you know, him. 
they'll both be back. They'll yeah. both be back. I think that's a that's a certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last episode we had an argument about Casey Middlestat. Are, are you eating your words? Yeah. Oh yeah. I listen. No one sent me an apology for him though. <laughs> Do they exist? Do I have to Photoshop one? Nah, it's okay. Right. I no, I they, knew you'd come around. I knew I, you would. Yeah. Yeah. No, he. T- that second half of the season. He kept them alive. If yeah. it weren't for Casey Middlestat, we're probably talking about a top ten pick. Got the uh, the overtime winner for the second year in a row. In yeah. The home finale. He was great. Yeah, I've, he, he was I, fantastic he, on the top he, line. He was man. I wonder if they run that back next year. Middle middle stat, stat on the top yeah. line, and then go Cousins and Thompson. The skyline, skyline Green Bay, Cousins Thompson. I love it. I would love it. Do you want me to throw middle? That's stat another stat? thing. I think a lot of people just assume that Jordan Greenway is going to be on the fourth line next year. I'm telling you, I think we we said this on our post trade deadline episode. They didn't trade for Jordan Greenway to be a Gergensen's replacement. You don't trade a second and a fifth for a guy that Don Granado is extremely familiar with, and they're talking about how there's another level to his game that they think they can unlock in him. Yeah, Their, their plan 100% is we're going to try and make this guy a top six forward. Yeah, And I, I just don't see them burying him down the lineup. I know he, he wasn't perfect time here but once he was healthy again uh he was great <laughs> after that injury came back he scored goals he was a little physical i would like to see him be a little more physical but almost I thought, 60 points that is one of the most underrated breakout seasons like of the entire season i told you League last wide. episode casey middlestat is quietly having one of the best seasons any saber has had in the last 12 years yeah and I know people are like, oh, low bar. Come on. Let's not act like the Sabres haven't had great players for the last 12 years. He, he was really good this year. And let's not act like he wasn't shackled to Victor Olofsson for like half the season. He was awesome this year. And Remember how he's, I was – you go. Yeah, they're, I think they're going to sign him. I don't know if they're going to like extend him a year early like they did with Thompson and Samuelson cousins, but I, the way he played is a core piece. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you go ahead with what you were going to say, but I think they're keeping him. Remember how I was, I was telling you, I was trying to cherry pick negative stats about him. Like yes. I, was, I was trying to find like secondary assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 32 even strength assist. So yeah, 32 I, I think of his 44 assists. <laughs> a Great. lot of people were saying, Oh, how many of those points are on the power play? When I point out how mm. well he's doing, do you want to cherry pick Tage Thompson? Because a lot of his points were on the power play too. <laughs> you know? I'm curious. You know, yeah, I can screen share. Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> if ahead. The, if the viewers <laughs> are interested in that. Yeah. That Millsat was great. And it it's awesome to see because you would rather fix the problem and fix a guy you already have than just try and plug the hole. Right? Does that make yeah. any sense? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Let me take the middle step thing off the screen. Hang on. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of guys on this team who they have their own role and they're, they're, they're doing it 
well already. And there's uh, there's no point exactly in trying to seek a replacement. Run yeah. it back with the whole crew. I bet they do. I, I think forward at least you're we're talking the same group. Maybe Savoy makes the team out of camp if he has a good training camp. Maybe he gets nine games. But it did sound like someone asked Adams about this. Bring it. I think it might have been Matt Bove about Shane Wright, how Seattle kind of staggered his NH for his first nine NHL games and then sat him. Then they were able to send him to the AHL for a couple weeks. And then he played World Juniors. Then he went back to the OHL. And then now that the Windsor Spitfires were swept in the first round of the playoffs, he's back in the AHL. So I don't know how I feel about that, but I certainly think that I'd prefer that over just straight up playing the whole year for the Winnipeg Ice again. And the WHL is a great league. It's a great league. I don't think his development is going to be murdered if he's back with the ice again next year. But if they're if they're going to do something similar to what the Kraken did for Shane Wright, I don't think it would be the worst thing. And also remember, if they don't play more than nine games, his contract slides. And if they don't plan on playing Coolidge, that's an, and they bring him up for two years from now, mm-hmm. both of them, you got two guys on three-year entry-level deals. And that's yeah. going to be very valuable when now you're paying Darlene, now you're paying Power, mm-hmm. all these guys, paying Cousins and Quinn. It's going to be yeah. valuable if they let those contracts slide another year. So we'll see. But obviously, if Coolidge and Savoy blow the doors off the place and training camp next year and earn spots, they're going to play them. That's mm-hmm. what Adam said, like, if our prospects are ready, we're going to make room for them. Hey, that's how good teams keep winning. They win with uh, entry-level contracts on their yeah. team. It's so, a known fact. That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on about locker clean-out and those pressers? No, nothing. Okay. Uh, I, I On our show notes here, I put off-season predictions. We, we kind of sprinkled those in as we went. Yeah. Uh, we, we said we both think Gergensen's and Oposo are back. Goaltending, t- gun to your head right now. I'm pointing a gun to your head right now. There it is. Uh, oh. <laughs> Hang on, you're, you're frozen you, on my screen. Oh, am I good now? Let me, hang on, let me do something. Do that. Bang. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, now you're not there. Cool. Oh, oh. God. Oh no! What have I done? Uh, it's a it's a wonderful yeah. journey here. It is. Yes. Time for it. <laughs> uh, do you think they bring in another goalie? Um. Yes. I'll go. Yes. How can you not? I think you sold me on the um the idea of the three goalie system once more. I bet they do it. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if they trade Lukanen. Uh they could just be blowing smoke that they really like yeah. him. Because you're not gonna trash Tip him your and try and trade him. Gonna, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna they're bluffing. They're bluffing. Also remember Jason Botterill, I bet he's gonna be a GM 
So he's going to get one of these vacant jobs. And every time an assistant GM or a GM gets a job, he's always circling back to his old teams. Look no further than Tim Murray when he traded for Robin Leonard and Jason Botterill when he traded for Connor Sheary. It's going to happen. So if Botterill is the Penguins GM, I wonder, does he look at, oh, Uko Pekalukinen, we need a goalie. And uh, let's not forget, if he doesn't get a job, GM job, he's still with the Kraken. Kraken could use a goalie. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if wherever Botterill is, mm-hmm. he he loved UPL. I think he was asked, what's your favorite draft pick that you've made? He said, Lukanen. Huh. So <clears throat> that was back well, when he was with the Sabres, not when he was with the Kraken, but point stands. Yeah. He, he loves the guy. I wouldn't be surprised. He was, both organizations need a goalie. So I think that's in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you are. You're popping up on my screen. Uh, I, I don't have an off-season prediction, but... I have a way too early playoff prediction. Okay, let's let's go to the playoffs. I have I have a feeling Jack Eichel is uh, gonna win the Conn Smythe. Oh. <laughs> you see, I really don't care about Jack Eichel. Like, yeah, I don't him either. Score these goals, I just really don't care. Like, it's mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt me. I like Alex Tuck. I like Peyton Krebs. I like Noah Osland. I like Jordan Greenway. I, I like these pieces that they have. So yeah, just, 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 it doesn't along. hurt me. I don't care. Like the all American reject said, just move along. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, he's not, he's not Jack Eichel to me anymore. You know, he's, he's not, a villain. well, no, no, no. He's not even like, he's not even a saber to me. He's just another guy in the league now. Right. Like I, you know, it, I, I don't feel a connection. Like, like if Josh Allen left, I'd mm. be like, he's a bill. He shouldn't be playing for the Buccaneers, you know. Um, yeah. But I maybe it's just a lack of success. But um, I don't know. It's not. It's not hitting me as hard as it might be. Hitting. It's a lot not of like O'Reilly winning the Conn Smythe. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one hurt. I was happy for him, but that one. Right definitely hurt yeah but it's it's just, it's two different things i think it was so bitter the whole departure right yeah so oh we skipped over something ryan johnson i don't yeah. know what's going on there my god this guy so indecisive <sighs> i still think he's gonna sign but like you go look back to last off season and how like they're his teammates got like press releases or graphics by the Gophers saying, "Oh, they're back." I don't, he never got that. He, he was, never got one. The entire summer was deciding, "Am I going to turn pro?" So I don't, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Does he could he just go be to, making up his mind. Does he want to go know? to grad school? Like, what's going on? But I'm like fifty fifty now. I, I still think he's going to sign at the end of the day, but like at, at the same time, I don't really care. Like, yeah. I, I think a couple people on Twitter pointing this out, like they got Levi and he was really good. And that kind of would put away the blow of him not coming. But like at the right. end of the day, it's his decision. It's 
CBA negotiated uh, collectively. Uh, you got <laughs> yes. four years. Collectively bargained. And collectively bargained. Uh, yes. <laughs> if, he doesn't, <laughs> if he wants to go test free agency, if he wants to go play for the Kings or the Ducks, or if he wants to go home to California, it's that's his right. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll eat crow. I don't care. I, I, I've been saying it for two years. I don't think there's any reason for him not to sign, but hey, listen, like, there's there's opportunity here. And if he wants to go play where there's palm trees, go ahead. I don't I don't care. They, they've got good defensemen here and there's no reason they can't get more. And they get a second round pick if he walks. So and there's yeah. no hey, reason listen. they can't trade that pick to get immediate help. We got Matt's Lindgren, baby. All right. We got him in the pipeline. <laughs> I, I, v- Veselad Komarov. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I can, I can move past, uh, if Brian Johnson doesn't want to come here, I think we're, we'll be just fine. And they got a second round pick. It's not like if it's not like Portillo or Cal Peterson walking and you get nothing back. And Portillo just signed his ELC with the Kings yesterday. So. Yeah, Plus, it, wasn't um, I mean Johnson was practically a second round pick anyway, wasn't he? Yeah, he he was the last pick of the first round, and he should have been. Yeah. I didn't think he was deserving of being a first round pick anyways that year. There were some good guys available. I I still think he's a good prospect. I think he's going to be a solid NHL defenseman, but at the end of the day, he's probably a third pair guy, and you need good third pair guys. Was That's that the year of have. Kaliev? Yes. Was available. Yeah, yes. there's a bunch of snipers. And goal scorers, and then they won from their defenseman. Yeah, Nick Robertson, I think he was a guy that I really wanted that year. Uh, Kaliev, I don't even think the Sabres talked to Kaliev that year. Mm-hmm. They also had Peyton Krebs on their do not draft list that year, too, which yeah. is bonkers to me because of his torn Achilles. But uh, I, I think he'll probably sign, but if he doesn't, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, the reasoning for people saying, oh, he's not going to sign was flawed. Uh, I'll say that all along. <laughs> I think it's crazy just to think a guy is going to play senior year must mean he's not going to sign here. No. Uh, Jackson Lacombe with the Anaheim Ducks, he played his senior year. He decided to sign with the Ducks. So it's not a death sentence. Uh, if a player goes decides to play a senior year, yeah, I remember these guys. It's not just hockey first. They they want to get their education. There's a reason they're going to play college hockey. So getting that yeah, because what is if, important for a lot of them? What if the pro thing doesn't work out? I'm uh right. I'm looking up Matt Lindgren on Google Images. There's a photo of his dad playing against the Sabers. Hmm. He was a Canuck. Yeah, so pretty cool. Not the end of the world. They get a second round pick, a late second round pick at that, but it's something. They don't have to even use it. They can trade it. They can do whatever they want. But I think I would rather have Johnson signed. I think he's more valuable than the third last pick of the second round next year. So, yeah. Just wanted to mention that uh, I don't think it's a lock, but. Well, it's I another case it, while he's of, doing uh, his soul searching here. He's pulling his Aaron Rodgers going into the woods to find himself the, and where he wants to. Retreat. Yeah, while Brian Johnson is on his <laughs> darkness retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I would certainly hope that he sees the opportunity in Buffalo and like, it's hard to look at what's going on here and say, nah, I'm good. Like yeah. I can understand from Portillo's perspective, seeing the writing on the wall that Devin Levi's the guy, but I just, you see how the defense for the most part was this year and be like, yeah, whatever I'll, I'll go. I want to play where there's palm trees. Uh, I maybe just, he's just a free spirit. Doesn't want to be bothered. Just maybe. Like, give me time. <laughs> yeah. It, they got until August 15th, so they, they have time. Yeah. But the way that Adams is talking about it is like, oh, we, we told him how we feel. We're just waiting. And he didn't seem like he was in a very positive mood. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll sort itself out. Yeah. Any any um, thoughts? on the, we'll, we'll go back to the playoffs quick. Uh, any thoughts on them so far? You mean? Yeah. What, what do you think so far? That. OK, listen, that Tampa and Toronto series. It's like the two worst people you've ever met having a fist fight. It, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a trailer park couple having a a like domestic dispute. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I don't like you know not like you know like an argument like you know it's like they're, they're those two teams that you know they wear they wear camo cargo shorts and drink Miller Lite all day. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Like, it's like, okay, for years... What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, listen, they're both terrible. If, if the Leafs... Damn it, the phone. If the Leafs were... If the Leafs and Lightning were people, like, they're just terrible people. Like, we've seen, we've seen the Lightning bully teams for years. They go yeah. out and they get another bully in Tanner Janot. Corey Perry has a history of being a dirty player. Eric Chernak tried taking Kyle Pozo's head off. And Ali. Um, and Ali. And then, and then with the Maple Leafs, it's a different thing because they're just cowards. They're not even tough. They, they're, they've tried to hurt the Lightning, uh, definitely, with headshots. on. They took out Chernak, uh, and then they, they tried to take out Braden Point um, yesterday. So... Uh, and then my favorite thing is the Lightning players. It's Jano, it's Perry, it's Maroon. They're shouting at the Leafs bench, and none of the Leafs players are looking at them. They're just cowering in fear. And they're 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 all cowards, and the Lightning are dirty. So whatever, let them hurt each other. Let them do whatever they want to each other. If the it it would be funny if the Leafs lose and don't get out of the first round again. But at the same time, uh. I think everybody's sick of the lightning. And, I'm here and, for the chaos. I, I'm rooting for the lightning. I don't care. <laughs> if 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 the, if the uh, if if the Leafs lose, heads are going to roll. Oh and yeah, it's yeah. huge implications. Next year is the final year of Matthew's deal, right? And Nylander. and then the year after it's Tavares and Marner. So yeah, so it's gonna be it's deadline very, time. Very interesting. Yeah, you know what? Listen, impromptu. Impromptu, okay? Gonna debut this booty cheek of the week. <laughs> um, sorry if you weren't expecting that, folks. <laughs> but uh, Kyle Dubis, did you see him yelling or bickering with with Tampa fans? I thought that was That's hilarious. Big. I think that's I, funny. I just think like the nerve. You know, you have this team that goes out there and and tries to stir stuff up, and you know, you're you're all cowards. 
and then uh, you want to get into it with with also terrible people in in Tampa Bay Lightning fans, which is just I I'm loving the series. There's so many violent series right now. It's awesome. Dallas and Minnesota. I mean, what happened to Pavelski was terrible. I think yeah. it's a clean hit, but I like I, I thought it was clean. Um, because Dumba didn't completely leave his like he didn't jump at him and take his head off. Uh, but just remembering what happened to Pavelski a couple years ago in that in that game where Vegas choked, mm. uh, and how like he smacked his head on the ice. Oh, is that it, a five minute major? Yeah, that was a five minute okay. major where San Jose yeah. scored like four goals. Um, you know, it, it was terrible to see that because just it brought back memories of that, mm-hmm. and um, it just makes you thankful that that hasn't happened to Kyle Pozo. Oh um, uh, yeah, but and, and like especially because Pavelski, he's he's an, he, he's older for the NHL and he's still playing at a high level. I don't I don't know if he's coming back for the series, but um, it's been a nasty series. And again, with the the Toronto and Tampa thing, it's the fans getting involved with uh, players in the penalty box. Just like there's real vitriol here. Uh, Winnipeg and Vegas has been the calmest series. Yeah. I really, I think I picked Vegas to win. I really don't want them to win, though. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm rooting for the Kraken, too. So just to win the series. Yeah. I I think Edmonton's winning the cup. I think they're my pick. Yeah. Do they play tonight? I would think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm not root, I'm not betting against Connor McDavid this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Edmonton and Boston or Carolina. Maybe a oh six, oh five, oh six uh rematch. Oh, Edmonton, Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised. My dream, I would love once 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 New Jersey gets going and finds their regular season form. New Jersey and Edmonton would be oh, awesome. High that would speed, be nice. Goal scoring, questionable goaltending. It's it would set up just to be a goal scoring fest. It would be awesome. Darnell Nurse not knowing what he's doing. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Darnell Nurse been, is uh he's making nine and a half million dollars a year now. And bonkers. Did you see the the play the other night? I I missed it. I, I saw people reacting to it. DJ though. DJ Mitchell of the Charge Buffalo, give him a follow. He's awesome. Uh, we were talking about it in the Charge Buffalo group chat, where all the cool kids hang out. Uh, just saying, like, I I can't believe this this happened. Like this goal that's just snuck in past your goalie, and Darnell Nurse is in the crease on one knee with his back to the play, not even looking. And Matthias Ekholm didn't even get involved either. And he's the big ticket defenseman they went and got the deadline. Like, yeah, the puck might have been played at the high stick, but, like, there was things that could have been done to prevent that goal from <laughs> being scored. It's been a great playoff, though. All the series are close. Um, I still think that Vegas and and uh, and Winnipeg one is going to be very close. I think Tampa, Toronto is destined to go seven games. Um, I just can't wait to see what happens. It's 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 been a great first round. Uh haven't been able to watch much of that Colorado series, though. I I, I really yeah. want to go cracking. I want to see. Yeah, it. I'm rooting for the the four in the West of Kraken, Oilers, Wild, Jets. Could you imagine those four as the final four? Like one of those teams <laughs> is going to the Cup. 
That would yeah. be awesome. I would like that. I yeah, think I'm with you awesome. there. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we get into the questions? No, it's the questions. questions. I know you have to. I know you have to run. So. Yeah, it's okay. I, mean, I got a few minutes. Uh, Aaron at twenty three Sabers thoughts on a potential one or two year deal for Ryan O'Reilly. Two way beast, tons of playoff experience. Now a guy who can be a beast in puck battles and wins face offs. Element on our power play. Uh, I, yeah, I do it. I don't know. I bet he's back in Toronto though. Depending on what happens here, but I'm yeah, I'm not against it by any means. I think I was, adding a veteran like that would be a good move. I was thinking about the other day, actually just yesterday, I was thinking about this, and it, it, if it wasn't for middle stats emergence, right. I would say yes. It's just I, I I don't know what you do with all those centers then. Yeah, where but, where do you put them? Yeah, yeah, you're running out of room on the eh, shelf. So well, you could do you could put Krebs on the fourth line, mm-hmm. and rotate Jost in with Oposo and maybe Lucas Rusek, and you have your four centers. You move Middlestat to the wing, and you have uh, Thompson, Cousins, O'Reilly, and Krebs as your four centers. Something you know what the like thing that. is with this though? If O'Reilly wasn't a former Saber, I don't think anyone would be talking about him. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, so that that that, that that's one thing. Um, but I just think you know you 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 did so well with what you had already. Um I don't know. I just think it's you have other needs. Let me ask right? you this. Let me ask you this. What's more important, addressing goaltending or finding an upgrade to play with power? Um I think finding someone to play with power because even with Devin Levi, there were still some games like the Detroit game where there were breakdowns. Like Levi can't be Superman in every game. So I think, you know, you you, got to shore up other positions too. I think public enemy number one is uh, Mr. Henry Yoki. How are you? You (laughs) Talk about him, but I think think if you package him and something else, just Mm -hmm. get a veteran defenseman, someone around the same age a hockey trade just get mm-hmm. some i think if you can upgrade yoki haru and maybe you get another guy and stillman is your seventh defenseman mm-hmm. and bryson goes to rochester something along those lines i think you're you're cooking with gas as the kids say yes yes yes, yes. all right uh thanks for that aaron Next question from Steven with Brad tree living out in Calgary. Should Adams push hard to trade for Rasmus Anderson, Mackenzie Weger, Noah Hannafin, one of those guys. If so, what who would be your preferred target? I think Rasmus Anderson would be my guy. Uh, but I don't think that Weger would be available. He just signed that extension and Anderson is, he's going to cost a lot. Uh, he's making like four and a half million dollars for like three more years. So it'd be tough to get him, And I bet they'd probably prefer to keep him. I think Hannafin would probably be attainable though. One year left on his deal. Uh, I wonder if he'd be an option. He's not that old too. He's going to be a free. He's got one year left on his deal though. So uh, Hannafin I, would be interesting to me. Yeah. I think I, I I'm with you there. Um, left-handed shot though. Yeah. Now, I don't think that matters, but. Yeah. Calgary is going to be interesting. Yes. Uh, to watch. Thanks for that, Steven. Austin next. 
What are some top four defensive targets you can see the Sabres going for, both by trade or free agency? Um, You mentioned Matt Dumba earlier. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? I think he'd be a fit. Puck mover. Not afraid to throw the body. Right, right. Like PK. They, they clearly want more, more bullies. Good leader. Yeah, I think he's an assistant captain for them. Yeah. So, and um, while while we're on topic of bullies, Radko Gudis. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent. I think he would be a perfect fit. That'll be a fun one, just because I wouldn't have to not like Radko Gudis anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's not some scumbag punk like he used to be when he was with Tampa, mm-hmm. uh, and when he was a Philly. So he he hits a lot. And he's actually good defensively. So I think he'd be a good fit for like a two-year deal, two- or three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Dumba, I wasn't crazy about Dumba, but I think if the price is right, he'd be, I think he'd be a fit, like you said. Uh, those would be yeah. two, my two guys. I don't know about trades. I, I, I got to look around the league for potential trades. I think Matt Roy with the LA Kings would be a good fit. He's got a year left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, he's really good. I don't know if they're going to trade him but that's something. Hey, uh, one more I really want to make sure we get to, because I love this man. Uh, Jack Cruiser, my good buddy, commentator for various uh, college programs, but I work with him producing for him on uh, the UB, hmm. basket, UB Women's Basketball Broadcast. He says, take a peek at the UFAs for 2024. Uh, and he lists some uh, realistic notables, Jakob Voracek, Wheeler, uh, Blake Wheeler, that is. Sam Reiner, Mark Scheifele, Anthony Mantha, Jake Gensel. Uh, he says, of those guys, who would you want as Buffalo's 2023-24 version of the New Jersey Timo Meyer deal mm. this year? Uh, I think hands down it's Gensel, but I think he resigns, especially with Crosby and Malkin. Who knows if Malkin's going to be there? Uh, you know, if I'm the Penguins, I'm trading Jake Gensel. Really? I'm trying to recoup oh, some Oh, yeah, assets. that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so Gensel, number one, playoff performer, playoff Gensel. Uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion? Did he yes, win two? Or did, I think okay, so. Yeah, two, yeah or he, was, he, was on, he was on one of those Cup teams. Um, Shifley would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, curious, I, I think Jacob Voracek is done. I think he's, like, he he's on the Coyotes now. Uh, like... Oh really? LTI retired. Yeah, they traded. Oh, they traded oh, for him at the deadline. Oh, yeah, so he had like I a think, back problem or something. Yeah, I think Voracek is done. So that's right. Uh, one other name here that I I want to talk about Blake Wheeler. Uh, he's 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 like a interesting topic to me. Like, is he still relevant? Is he still a thing these days? I I feel like he's washed up. Is he not? I know, right? Like, uh, I don't know. He's he's not Blake Wheeler anymore. You know, he, he's Blake Wheeler. I think one name that Jack Just left him. off on that list is Austin Matthews. Yeah, he, he'd be my guy. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I think Give me, you wouldn't trade. I'll take him. They wouldn't trade him here. No, I think, no. I think you sign him. Jack's that's question was like was for trades. Was, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I think 100. percent You you attack Austin Matthews. You if Austin Matthews corner. wants to come play for the Buffalo Sabers, you make it happen. I'm sorry. You make it happen. I. <laughs> I I can't wait for the upcoming months of 
the debate of, oh, we don't need him. Oh, yeah. if I hear that, you're getting blocked, muted, bullied. Come on. If if Austin Matthews make... wants to go play for his former coach, Don Granado, and be the number one center, I don't want to hear, oh, Tage Thompson's feelings are going to get hurt because he's not the highest paid player on team. I don't want to hear it. If mm-hmm. Austin Matthews is a top oh, five player ass. in the National Hockey League, <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care whose feelings are hurt. You, you yeah. make it happen. My you God. make it happen. I'll Would take you it. really say that? Nah, he's not the highest played player on the team. It... Yeah. Do you remember the stuff. Do you remember the Timo Meyer discussion? No, oh, they're not gonna. Tr- they're not gonna pay a guy nine million dollars. Oh my God! He's never played a game here yet. That was a big about, talking point. Talk about Austin Matthews, not Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, if Austin Matthews wants to come here. You you yeah. make it happen. You yeah, make it happen. I think you gotta you gotta go after that. When he's available, because there's going to be a race. It's going to be a Stamkos. He yeah. will visit other teams. Yeah. He will. Uh, Anaheim would be, would make mm-hmm. sense for Matthews. Yeah. Coyotes, of course, if they're still I'd around. I'd avoid them like the plague if I was him. I don't care if they're my team. Yeah. So, Dallas. LA. I could see LA. What about Dallas? That's yeah. kind of close to. I'm trying to think. Seattle. Yeah, they Vegas, Vegas. I didn't want to say it, but they they do some wacky stuff to make it. Yeah, work. or Boston, Boston Matthews. I can see the the headlines right oh, now. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what about Montreal? Yeah, I can see what, it. What, what, uh, you know what? No, you know what, half I the was... league is going to be in on this if he gets yeah. to that point. So. If I was just coming off eight years in Toronto, I wouldn't want to go to Montreal, another market like that. Yeah, he would come. Yeah. Philly, I could see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. This is why I want the Leafs to lose. I just want the chaos, and I want, I want Austin Matthews to be a Buffalo Saber. What about I don't the Flames? care. What about Winnipeg? Mm. The whole. You take our team, we take your kids. Uh, yeah. Thing that was talked about around the draft lottery in 2016. That's bad, uh, there were a couple questions uh, weren't able to get to, but I got to run. Keep sending uh, them. Yeah, we we love you all. We appreciate you. Um, we'll be live next week, so hopefully we'll be able to answer questions as they come in. Yeah, be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. before we started recording. Uh, we mentioned doing a live reaction to the NHL draft lottery next month. So just a live show during it. Yeah. Could be like 15 uh, minutes, half hour, whatever. Yeah. We can do it during the draft too. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Uh, but we can, we can have, I think we have up to 10 people. Uh, yeah. On the recording. With us, so maybe we do a draft episode with some, it's of a the, lot of people. Even if yeah. it's not 10, it's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. If you're watching, if you're watching, not even listening, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Luke yeah. put in a lot of work to make this look pretty. Everything so you see it looks here, good. I did this morning. <laughs> yeah, it looks very yeah. nice, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. So, one more time, if you enjoy, <laughs> wonderful, week of the week. I have a video version of that too. Oh wait, yeah, here. You flash it. There. Oh, beautiful. It muted me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Love it. If you stayed uh, this long, that's your treat. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so whenever the YouTube is ready, so make sure you're subscribed. If 
Because I know some people prefer to watch podcasts live. So mm-hmm. uh, in, in the flesh, I guess you could say. Not that kind yeah. of flesh, the booty cheek. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so another alternative for you all. Uh, we put in a lot of work into this podcast. They're pride and joy. So we hope that it's reflected. Uh, you can see our socials flash across the screen. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CO underscore TCB underscore pod and at the charging buff as well on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I'm Joe Marino TCB and Luke is at LVKE TCB. So hope you enjoyed our first off season podcast. Uh, we'll be back probably within the next couple weeks. We'll, we'll do another probably the draft lot edition uh start really getting to the draft talk and off-season talk as well. well we'll make sure to have some guests on too we got a couple people in mind so if you enjoyed let us know uh, make sure you're subscribed on all the platforms leave us a review if you would like mm-hmm. we'd appreciate that and we'll see you in the next one